0: Hello and welcome to the Diverse VC Business Podcast, where social is the new capital. I'm your host, Alec Taylor, the founder of Diverse VC. On today's podcast, we'll be talking to a serial entrepreneur with 20 years of experience building consumer products, starting, running, and exiting companies. We'll be discussing his background, entrepreneurship, scaling a business, getting funding, key factors for business success, the future of the healthy foods industry, how he has been successful both outside of work and inside work, his business and life philosophies, as well as a fire round. Today, we have Jeff Fries. In his career, he's gained experience from Viacom to a consulting uh, industry for MTV, creating 529B college-saving products at the Freshman Fund, directing CNN Money products, and fabricating Nickelodeon-famous Splat brand. Jeff is currently the CEO of Fat Snacks, where he is dedicated to making the world's best low-carb and keto-friendly snacks. Jeff, welcome.
1: Thanks, Alec. Great to Fantastic. be here. Fantastic,
0: and thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. With that said, I'd love to just hop right in it and get a little bit more information for the listeners. You know, Jeff, you've been a serial entrepreneur for years, and you know, working in corporate America, Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how
1: you got to where you are today? Sure. So, like, that's an interesting thing because I always was in corporate America working in mostly, like, big New York media companies. So Viacom, Time Warner, that kind of thing. While, you know, having the side gig and trying to get things up and running. And which mostly led to middling to no success and some failure with, like, one decent exit. And I I was like a monkey trying to get through a forest, swinging down the vines and I wasn't letting go of the other vine, which was preventing me from really moving forward with that one thing that I'm like working on as the side gig. So like in hindsight, my mistake was keeping the corporate job for so long, but it's like, it's so comfortable. It's so easy. The money is so good that it was really hard. And it was finally after 20 years of being completely frustrated with corporate America where I was like, I'm out. And that allowed me to focus 100% of my, uh, of everything onto what's next. And that was huge for me. Scary and difficult, but absolutely that makes a
0: lot of sense and I think a lot of people are in a very similar space with making that jump from the corporate world to you know being an entrepreneur and and focusing on their own endeavor so you completed the corporate world you made that jump what are you what are you doing today
1: so I am founder and CEO of fat snacks we are the world's best ketogenic food company period hands down I want you to try my competitions like products and compare them to mine because I will always win on taste, and taste is the number one thing. So we make cookies and brownies and mini cookies and crackers, and they are all delicious. And you can find us on Amazon, Fatsnacks.com, Whole Foods, Kroger, Sprouts, Wegmans, uh, Safeway. And if it's not in your local store, demand to have it, because your life will improve once you get fat snacks in it. (laughs) Oh, and <laughs>
0: I'm going to go order some right after this and stop by my local grocery store. That's fantastic. You know, it's really interesting that you say that. An amazing roster right there of, of, of different uh, partnerships that you guys have already developed. I think that speaks loads about the quality of your product. Now, I'd like to take a little bit of a dive deeper into what it's like to start a business and being an entrepreneur. Can you tell us about what the role entails and how you scale a business?
1: Yeah, I mean... It really entails solving problems, right? Like every day, it's, it's just about, there's an obstacle and you need to get around it, over it, under it, somehow. You're the river and there's a rock in the way and you just keep pushing at it until you, that rock is gone. And, and you know, that's, that's really it. It's just problems, maintaining focus and always moving the ball forward every single goddamn day. I don't care if it's just, all I did was return one email I did something to move this company forward every single day. I
0: absolutely love that. As, as a founder myself, I completely resonate with that. Just continuing to, to develop and grow. Um, That's really fantastic. Uh, You know, in regard to, to getting around rocks, what are some of the, the biggest problems that you're trying to solve right now for fat snacks?
1: Well, I mean, certainly our biggest problem now is COVID, right? And you know, so, and, Store traffic is cut in half. People aren't shopping the way they did. 95% of products were were bought in store. And you know, a lot of that is shifting to online, but store is still massive. So our problem is what levers are available to us during COVID so that we can maintain and increase velocity, the amount that our products sell inside of stores. Because if those numbers aren't up, stores say, hit the bricks, and then somebody else gets your shelf space. Definitely, and what have you been doing to
0: kind of separate yourself in that sense?
1: It, it's tough, a lot a lot of the traditional things that you'd be familiar with having gone into a store would be sampling, right? So there's like the people sitting right there, try this thing. Incredibly, like it happens in stores all the time because it is effective and it works really well. So there's uh, sampling and then there's like um, merchandising. So like, where are you in the store? And do you have another placement up front by the register? And is everything stocked? Do you, are you even on the shelf when you're supposed to be? And those, those are usually, like, there's too many stores. So there are outsourced companies that, that handle that merchandising, but the stores themselves aren't letting merchandisers in because COVID and they don't want to have more people in for the risk. So, you know, what the, the two most, like the, the biggest levers you could pull in the past are now gone. So it's kind of trying to figure out what can we do? What is available to us? And a lot of that is kind of digital couponing, relationships so that you can get your merchandisers into the store, and I don't know, we're still figuring it out. You know, the rock is still there and I'm still pushing against it and I'm water. Definitely, so awesome. but as
0: we know, water erodes rock. So it's surely enough, you'll, you'll definitely make it past
1: until that rock Absolutely. Is gone. I
0: love that mantra. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Innovators, quick shout out to you guys. If you happen to have any ideas, make sure to catch up and, and, and reach out to Jeff. Seems like this might be a great opportunity for you uh, ideas folk out there. Definitely. Perfect. So let's move forward a little bit, right? You recently closed a series A funding with $4.5 million from BFG Partners and BIGR Ventures during a tremendously challenging business climate. Can you tell us what it's like working with VCs and what you did to differentiate fat snacks from other competitors and to your investors?
1: Sure. So, I mean, it started with like, I started this company and it was just, it was me and it was bootstrapped and failure was not an option, right? I left the corporate world behind. I burned those boats. There was no going back. Uh, so it was just me, a tiny bit of savings, credit cards, and then my 401k. And it was like, it had to work. So when I was about at the end of my 401k, the company had grown enough in sales that we reached that tipping point where the profits could then funnel the few, the, the growth of the business. And then, you know, we just started with like one hire and then two and blah, blah, blah. So uh, in 2019, what is this, 2020? 2019, you know, we were uh, 10 people, we were profitable. We were in 2000 stores. We had a strong brand and a like robust presence online. So honestly, when we and we we went out shopping for like for a raise, there was a lot of interest. It was still pre-COVID, and we had all of this traction and we were profitable. So honestly, my experience in capital raising it was good. Like everyone says, what a terrible, horrible nightmare it is. It wasn't like it wasn't that bad for us, mainly because like. You know we had done the work leading up to it and we had done the work in our presentation like we spent a good two months working on not just our deck but every single thing an investor would ask for to do their due diligence was up in a drive on google and so when we were reaching out to people it was like here's our presentation here's all the information you're going to need let me know what you think in a week right so we had a lot of interest and we the 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 one that made the most sense was BFG and Bigger. They're amazing partners. If you are in CPG and you are looking for money, like they're great partners. Not a, like So when COVID was happening, so obviously this doesn't happen overnight. It wasn't like COVID hit and then we're like, we better raise money. Yeah, it was certainly like 2019, looking at a bull run that's over a decade, something's coming. I don't know what, but something. So we better be prepared and better raise some money. So that's that, that was why the work started back in November of 2019, so that by the time March of 2020 hit, we had already been very far along. Term sheet had been sent, but, you know, in March when the country shut down and no one had seen anything like this before and there was nothing but uncertainty, And it was like, we're all screwed, the world's over. That happened on like a Monday. On a Friday, we had those funds wired into the bank. So that just goes to attest to like what great partners they are because they could have easily claimed force majeure and not sent that money. And like, you know, know, had some dry powder for whatever's coming for them. So, but they, they continued with it. We had the money, and thank God. As if we didn't have it that Friday. There would have been
0: problems. Absolutely, and hey, shout out BFG Partners and Bigger Ventures. I think that 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 completely attests to their quality and, and the type of of culture that they have. So fantastic! Round of applause right there, and thank you so much for giving us that background on you know how the process takes such a long time, starting in November, moving to now, as well as kind of the difference of. Being able to pick the type of of VC that you work with is tremendously important, especially with their space and expertise that that they're typically funding in. With that said, let's start to pivot that conversation a little bit. Talk about business, right? So you've you've been in business, around business, working in business for over 20 years. Have you been able to pinpoint any key success factors when starting a business, when growing a business, or even when exiting a business? Are there any three pieces
1: that are tremendously important? I think so, and and those three are uh, mind, body, and spirit, and that's open to everybody. And I don't think I would have been able to do what I did had I not had my mind, body, and spirit aligned and in shape. So I'd been I'd started doing TM maybe back in 2015, and that was just an amazing game changer. TM Transcendental Meditation, right? It's just meditation. If you want to know what it is, you get a mantra, you repeat it in your head for 20 minutes, that's it. Sounds simple, but goddamn, it's profound and will change your life. And if you don't have $1,000 for the TM course, you know, there's really great free options out there for meditation. My favorite is what is the Sam Harris app? Uh, Waking Up, it's so good. And that's another profound course that you can go through. And at the end of 50 days, you're going to, the world will be different. So, yeah, that was my spirit, right? That was the beginning. And then it was body. I'd spent the last, you know, 20 plus years following all the guidelines, working really hard, not eating fat, not eating cholesterol, and getting fatter, weaker, and stupider every year. And it was like, at that point where I was like, what the hell, why is this not working? I'm following what the experts are saying. And that led to the research, which got me to keto, which then completely changed my life around and brought my energy levels and my cognitive abilities up to, I don't know if a new level or the level they were at when they were when I was 18, but man, what a huge difference. So that's mind, body, spirit. Wait, what did I say? Mind, body, spirit. Well, mind and spirit, they're kind of two sides. Yeah, and so is body, right? Your brain, there's not some tiny homunculus riding behind your eyes driving you. Like your brain's an organ inside of your body. So unless your body is functioning at, at its like top, like utmost, like potential, your brain is not. So changing my diet and my lifestyle, and then adding the, the meditation, I think is what allowed me to have the strength and resolve of being an entrepreneur. Because it is hard. It is so much harder. Like having spent twenty years in corporate America, it is so goddamn easy to have a job in corporate America, no matter what like how bad everyone's like so stressed and so terrible, it is a thousand times easier than being an entrepreneur when everything is on the line and if you fail, you're just completely screwed. But being an entrepreneur is a million times more rewarding and there's a lot more upside Should you -hmm. do it
0: right? No, that's fantastic. I love that the mind, body and spirit example right there for for being successful in business. It's not always about having the best strategy. It's not always about having the best team. Sometimes it's about focusing on yourself first. The thing that you have the most power uh, to be able to control. Really fantastic point there, Jeff. Now, we talked about the past. You know, we talked about the present. I'd love to kind of move to the future. You know, where is this space moving? You know, where do you see the future of the healthy foods industry and where do you see the innovation coming from?
1: Right. Well, right. You know, keto's super hot right now, and it has been for like the past year and a half. And whether the word keto is a fad or not, whether anyone says it in five years or not, is irrelevant because the trend towards low carb, no sugar, like healthy fats is going nowhere that's just like it's where the world's headed because that's where we're meant to be as human animals and uh so i think the way gluten-free was this new weird thing and there was a small gluten-free like section in a in a supermarket and that's where you'd find like pasta next to bread next to cookies and now it's just you go in the pasta aisle and you have your gluten-free choice and you go in the cookie aisle you got your gluten-free choice i think keto will be the same way so everything that you see in the supermarket there's going to be here are the good keto versions of this. So I, I think there's just unlimited upside potential for low-carb, healthy fat, moderate protein lifestyle. And this whole, the back and forth in the future between what's healthy and what isn't healthy is carbs aren't going to be in the discussion. It's going to be back and forth between protein and fat and protein and fat. And th- those will be like the trad fens that'll go back and forth. But the, the overall trend of where everyone's going is towards low carb, sugar free,
0: healthy. Fantastic. I love that point there. I think that's really interesting to hear that fats versus protein argument right there. I think that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in the future now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got three macros to play with. So you cut one, the other, something's got to go up so, and you can get rid of carbs and now we just have two and people need to argue goddamn opinion on something so they'll be art the fat and protein arguments in the future absolutely forever. i
0: think just having a conversation having differing opinions and being able to discuss each person's uh, perspective and being able to come or leave that conversation with a better understanding of either one another's viewpoint or more knowledge to move forward is, is a huge call out as well when it comes to having those conversations really fantastic point there jeff now Moving forward, let's chat a little bit about people who may be interested in moving their career into the food industry, the healthy food industry, specifically, you know, what are some barriers for entering this space, both as an employee or an entrepreneur?
1: I don't think there are any barriers to anyone, whether it's employee or entrepreneur. Just real quick, getting started with Fat Snacks, like, you know, I, I'd i quit my job and I was exploring I gotta i gotta find a job where i can work for myself because i'm gonna kill somebody if uh, i'm gonna walk in with a, with a shotgun one day so <laughs> and i explored a bunch of different things and in exploring fat snacks i had i created a website and i put up a bunch of products that i thought somebody like me like a keto person might want to buy and i bought some adwords and i sold several hundred dollars immediately, you know, immediately shut that site down, refunded everybody. I've since sent them product and, and swag and thanking them. But anyway, the point was like to see are people. Yeah. Is anyone going to give me money for this thing? And it was like, boom, right away. People gave me money. And what they mostly bought was cookies. I had a whole bunch of things on there. so like, all right, now we got to figure out cookies. That was just me and the Internet and trial and error until i was like eureka i have a great keto sugar-free low carb high fat keto cookie i gave it to my six-year-old at the time and she was like "Ugh, it's gross but she had an amazing palate. she's like more of this less of that the other thing so back to the drawing board until i got a double thumbs up from her so i had kid approved really good cookies i knew they were gonna work and at that point, you know, I made my own, I, I went on like 99 designs. I, I, had, I worked with somebody got like the brand and the packaging and I made my own packaging and boxes and I brought them to local health food stores and said, carry this for a week. I'll be back. Either you're going to give it to me and I'll take it away and you'll keep whatever money you sold or you're going to give me an order. And within a couple of days, everyone was calling me up and ordering. And at that point, you know, I had nothing. I was like, oh, we're backed up. Let will get back to you. That's when I started at a, like a, You know a shared commercial kitchen actually making stuff that i could legally sell i just incriminated myself anyway (laughs) it doesn't matter no one's coming after me i don't even know what was the point so there were no barriers right it was just do it and see if it's gonna work and are people going to give money for it money to you for it and you know look at everything in the supermarket look at all the crap that people are eating that's screwing them with their metabolic health, that makes them more subject to death if they do or when they do get COVID, because this isn't going away, and just start start making it in your kitchen and then see if people are gonna buy it from you and then just go from there and don't stop at Every goddamn day, do something to move that company forward. And as far as like, if you wanna be an employee at a CPG firm, I God, I, th- I feel like, if, if you're a go-getter hustler, I think it's so easy All you really need to do is just start sending in emails and tweets and Instagram and talking about your passion for that company and for the space and how you do this and you're willing to do that because I can tell you everyone I know in the CPG space is looking for hustlers like that and it's incredibly rare that that comes across your transom. I know. You don't ask. Absolutely. Don't
0: I think those are some really great points. Making sure to voice your opinions, right? You miss 100% of the shots that you never take. And to take a shot, you have to let people know. So I think that's absolutely amazing point there. As well as I can, I, I really, I genuinely want to echo that piece of test things out. You can't come up with the great solution after your first idea. You have to test, then, you know, continue to, to evolve and iterate your product or your 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 service whatever that may be fantastic points. Now I'd love to move this conversation to this final piece and you know we talked about the past, we talked about the present, I mean, we also talked about the future, but this was all primarily in the business world. What you know so it's, it's so important for people to understand that we're all human, we all do things outside of the business world, outside of the office. You know, I'd love to, to learn a little bit more about how you've been successful out of the office. Do you have any hobbies, extracurriculars, or projects that you've been doing to get work off of your mind?
1: I mean, definitely, like, you know, my routine in the morning, so it's like, get up at six, meditate for 20 minutes. Three girls, they are five, eight, and nine, and then it's like, hang out with them for like 20 minutes drinking coffee, and then it's off to the sauna. And I get that thing as hot as it can go, and I sweat my ass off in there for at least 30 minutes and then it's immediately followed by a cold shower. And when I get out of that cold shower, goddamn, I am ready for whatever that the day has for me. All right, so like that alone, that sets up your day. There's no looking at a phone, there's no email, there's just waking up, there's meditating. And like the process of meditating, like so when I'm repeating my mantra, let's say it's like flower, and I'm going flower, flower, flower. I pr- you could probably focus on saying flower for like 10 seconds and then your mind just goes off and it starts wandering. And it's all those like wacky thoughts. I feel like it it clears your cache. You know, like you clear your cache, you empty your trash and your computer runs faster. I feel like that's what TM is doing for my brain. So I get rid of all this junk that's just been floating, bouncing around in there. And sometimes, and, and, and this is never the goal, solutions to problems just come out during that. And it's like, all right, remember that for the end. (laughs) because then it's back to flower, flower, flower. But like, you know, whenever those things happen, they come out and you remember them and it works. But you know, it just, it clears your mind, clears your cache, it, it refreshes your brain, it's ready for like new stuff, it gets all that old crap out. And then the physical of the hot sauna cold shower it's just you're ready to then destroy and conquer. The wow, world.
0: that's absolutely fantastic! I mean, you should write a book on that topic alone. That was that was very very impressive. You know, I might even have to integrate that into my routine and test that out a little bit. It sounds fantastic.
1: Yeah. Well, Costco sells little barrel saunas, and that's where I got mine. And it's like it's a pretty decent price. It's a kit, and you can put it together yourself, and that's kind of fun. So, and it's like really good. Finished sauna, not that, not the, uh, not infrared. You want hot rocks with like humidity
0: there That's we go the guys it. hot rocks and humidity with that said jeff we have finished the primary section piece round of applause right there absolutely fantastic we talked about so many amazing topics and i think that every listener is going to be able to take away a massive amount of information and advice with that said let's move into the famous fire round Awesome. man. Well, first and foremost, we always love to talk about education and knowledge. You know, what books are you reading right now, as well as what's your favorite all-time book?
1: So we have thing called One District, One Book, where everyone in my town reads the same book. And you know, it's for like the families with with kids, right? So we're reading this book called The Wishing Tree, which is it's just this really sweet, deep, well-written kind of philosophical tome and story that's like great for five-year-olds and 50 year olds like it's brilliant i recommend anyone checking it out the short just is like it's a tree ending the end nearing the end of its like 300 year long life and instead of being a a passive observer of the world this tree is now trying to become an active participant to make a better change like a change for good in the world it's really cool i love that and what is your all-time favorite book i mean that's that's a tough one right it depends on like you know, what day i'm being asked ass what my mood is what i remember but you know when when i do think about it i mean it's probably confederacy of dunces which is just hilarious it's the funniest book i've ever read it's so goddamn brilliant the guy who wrote it so he writes this thing it's one of the greatest books i ever written he writes it then he kills himself and his mom finds the book and then she tries reaching out to publishers saying I found this great book my dead son wrote and they see they kind of see this stuff all the time because like, you know, people go crazy and kill themselves like, oh, look what they did. And the publisher's like, leave me alone. I'm sorry for your loss. But then uh, she was she never gave up. And then eventually he read it. It was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. This is brilliant. And he published it. Confederacy of Dunces. It's so goddamn funny. I can't believe it's not a movie. (laughs) That's
0: fantastic. Honestly, I'm already pulling up Amazon to get the book. I love that. (laughs) Great, great. Moving forward, you know, who is someone you look up to into the professional world and
1: why? I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, all my life when people would be like, who's your hero, right? Like you'd have that, like, like that, that thing in like, whatever, elementary school where they're like, alright you're going to make a collage and talk about your hero and everyone put up like, I don't know, some basketball fair or something. And, I, and I'd be like, I don't know. No one. Like, I don't know. Like Superman? I don't know. So it's like, it's a tough one for me. Like, I, I, and it's not, I don't know, there's something broken inside of me in that I don't have heroes. But like, you know, what what interests me, like, you know, Dan Bilzerian fascinates me. My God. <laughs> how did he do that? And how does he continue to do that? And how is his story not going to end in bankruptcy? I, I, I really want to know. Because like, when you look at like the money and the, the lifestyle, it's just, it's like a billionaire lifestyle and like where's the money i don't understand it i want to know i gotta i gotta get under the curtains or behind the curtains and like come back to layers (laughs) you gotta
0: get inside of the bubble yeah absolutely really interesting character there
1: can introduce me to Dan Bilzer? Might have to
0: bring him on the podcast next. I'll reach out. I'll have my team reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good
0: luck with that one. Uh, Now, let's, let's chat about someone that outside of business that you look up to. This could be a family member, a mentor. This could be, you know, the, the old lady next door.
1: I don't know about look up to, but certainly, like, I don't know if it's jealous or it's like admiration. Like, one of my uh, best friends from college became a gym teacher right? right and it was like and as soon as he he graduated he, he got a job and then he worked really hard to get two double double masters so then his pay scale would be higher and he's on long island he's a gym teacher he probably makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year he never took a part-time job or a summer job he got off at two o'clock he lives on long island they're on the water he's got a boat they have a house that they paid off they've got a daughter and they've got like they go on vacations he lives the most amazing life and it's a teacher and a principal and they're just they were just really smart and probably lived like you know top .0001% of lives ever lived by a human on this planet and it was like you know he just and it was uh, being a gym teacher and she was a teacher and it was just they, they did it right and they did it smart and this idea where it's like you go to college, you go to high school, you go to college, you get out, you get a job with a suit and tie and you become a master of the universe, like people gotta stop selling that shit to kids because it's not a good life. He has lived a good life. I would, if I had my, if I could do it over, I would do it the way he did. that is
0: extraordinarily powerful. Listeners, I hope you really pick up on how it's not always about the title that you have. It's not always about working on the, the, you know, most innovative things out there. Sometimes it can be scaling your lifestyle to a place that's most important and valuable to yourself. That's a really great point, Jeff.
1: Now that we're talking about that, like, I think that's one of the keys to success of Fat Snacks is I let go of status, and bullshit and money. And I focused on what what was important to me. And that was about like my lifestyle and controlling it and doing something that like I wanted to do and no one telling me what to do. And my ultimate goal with Fat Snacks was to one day be able to pay myself like $75,000 a year as a salary and live in like Bozeman, Montana, like a king. So like when I let go of all that shit and I just focused on what was important to me and my life, I think that's what really fat sex mm-hmm. over the edge.
0: Wow that is tremendously interesting. With that said let's keep on moving forward and this one is honestly somewhat in a similar space. You know what's your most important philosophy quote or in this case mantra?
1: I, You know I practice stoicism and it, it, it's incredible so it's it's been around for over 2,000 years and it still exists to this day because it works and it's effective and the greatest leaders throughout history nine times out of 10 also practice stoicism and really like the, the simplest thing like mantra and stoicism is like focus on that which is in your control and that's really it and and it's just and it's it's called the practice like it's you know people hear philosophy and they think someone's sitting around trying to like sniff their own farts that's not what this is this is like guides to how to live a better life and how to be a better person and it's a practice because you work at it every single day like one of the most famous philosophy or stoic books is from this guy marcus aurelius he was the emperor of rome he was the most powerful man on the planet like bar none he could do anything to anyone you know like nero did but what he did every single night was write in his journal to himself his stoic lessons and how he like needs to like work harder to live up to them and just reminders to himself of how to be a better person, a better stoic and a better emperor. And it was meant for nobody but himself. It's goddamn amazing. And wow. fascinating. that
0: is, that is truly, that is truly fascinating. I completely concur with that point. Moving forward, you know, what's something that you've been obsessing over lately? There's so many things going on in this world. What's something uniquely interesting to you right now? yeah i don't
1: know if it's obsessing but certainly interesting and it's just nasal breathing that's it right so it's like it sounds like what like what it's it's, yeah what what's this dumb biohack and and it sounds like a dumb biohack Wim no it's not whim it's more just breathe through your nose right and then at night when you go to bed you tape your mouth shut and you just breathe through your nose and you will find you will get some of the best sleep nights of sleep of your life, you're gonna wake up with a lot more energy, you're not gonna be groggy. Even when like, when like when I first started forcing this, like, I don't know, my nose has been messed up a bunch of times. It was difficult for me to breathe through my nose, but it's since got a lot better and a lot easier. And even at night, when I every night when I start, it's usually a little like tight and clogged, but like, as soon as you start forcing that breath in and out through there, it totally opens up and becomes really easy to do, and, it's just like you know it's like I'm on the next level as far as getting restful sleep and it has also helped my workouts a lot too so it's just mouth shut breathing through your nose focusing on the muscle and that mind-body connection and really again next level turbocharging getting gains that I haven't seen before and I'm like like I shouldn't have gains (laughs)
0: that's fantastic no that is that's tremendously interesting and I think that all of the listeners will be positively surprised to, to hear that breathing is something that you've been obsessing over that's such an interesting topic by the way but with that said try it tape
1: your mouth shut it sounds crazy tape your mouth shut and go to bed and i guarantee you you'll be hooked fantastic
0: jeff i want to open up the floor to you now to talk about anything you want anything you want the listeners to know about you anything that you've been working on the floor is
1: yours. Well, Fatsnacks, Fatsnacks.com, go eat fat snacks. It's, the- <laughs> it's delicious, and if you're like, if you're thinking about doing keto, like, I'd say just absolutely do it, don't worry about being like 100% keto and tracking everything, uh, allow yourself a cheat day, allow yourself to fail, just get back on the horse and keep going, and the more you do it, the easier it gets, and the better off you will be, and... Uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, everything. Fantastic.
0: And for the people that want to connect with you and learn more, where can they find you? Sure.
1: I mean, you can just email me
0: Jeff at Fat There Snacks. we go. Jeff at Fat Snacks, guys. Jeff, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. You're a truly an innovative serial entrepreneur with an amazing mind, body and spirit connection. I wish you the best with everything and hope to have you come back in the future on the show.
1: Thanks, Alex. This has been great. Uh, Alec, I'm sorry, I said Alex. Uh, thank you, Alex. This has been great. I really enjoyed it. Like you've got, you've got amazing questions. Like really good ones. Thank
0: you. <laughs> really appreciate it. Okay, listeners. That's all for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you took one piece of advice, an idea, or learned how to do something, I count that as a success. Please take 20 seconds to review the podcast and leave a comment so that we can get in front of those people who can benefit the most, as well as go check out Jeff's fat snacks. Eat some, order some, love them, enjoy them, test them out. I'm your host, Alec Taylor, and I hope to have you back on the next Diverse VC podcast,
1: where social is the new capital.